Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. I'm Brandon Olson. This is my co-host, Terry Torito, and other co-host, Brett LaCoy. And today, guys, what do we want to talk about today? I think we should talk about uh, first-time homebuyers on how to get pre-approved. Okay. The pre-approval process, what is all needed, why should you do it right away? Why should you give us all your documents? (laughs) (laughs) why should you complete it in full in full right and call us if you have a question on it yes all that stuff yes there's a lot of that going on right now (laughs) there's a lot of it going on well you know in the last few years it you know obviously in the last decade plus is we've gone away from doing handwritten applications to digital applications to make the process easier and so forth but in the same hand it's also made it more complicated why is that why is it made it more complicated? Well, the application is, itself is complicated. Uh, it's not the uh, Erla anymore. It's the uh, what? Or the, no, it's the Erla now. Yes. But it was the ten o three. Yes. And the Erla is just there's a whole I bunch think, of stuff. I think on people there. just have a hard time with computers still. Yeah. <laughs> you are one hundred percent right. So technology just savvy. You know, they try to make it as intuitive as possible, but. We still have issues with people getting logged in. Right? Of all yeah. ages. Of all right. ages. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, across the board. And, and you know, that's, you, you know, you send out the application, you talk to somebody on the phone, you send them the application, the list of the documents that they, they need to submit. And how long is it on average do you see before your application comes in from that initial send of that email? I've had some savvy buyers. I've had some that are like, they want to... Go now, and I'll have it in an hour. There are some three weeks. Right. Yep. <laughs> you get a lot of saved applications. A lot of saved applications. Generally speaking, I'm going to say on average, people take about three to four days when right. I send them an application to get filled out. Mm-hmm. And then does it always come with documents? No. No. <laughs> no. Right. It's uh, And we put that right on there, too. And some people are just, so what do you need? I'm like, just scroll down a little further. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. uh, you know, and we laugh about it, you guys, because we see it every day. So we're not trying to make fun of you if you were one of those people. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the conversation is just a direct, like, how, what, how can we speed that process up? How can right. we help our buyers right. speed the process up? Right? I kind of ask them, too, when I have that initial phone call, you know, are you pretty savvy with the computer? You know, do you have PDF files in your, you know, your taxes, your W-2s, your, do you know how to locate your pay stubs really quick? Most people are like, oh, yeah. yeah. Some are, well, I got these papers here. I got right. <laughs> Can I fax them to can you? I, yeah. can, can I fax them Can I drop them, them off? So. Um, you know, I've had them mailed. I've had them come in all, a variety of ways, right? So it, it's, you know, I... I do not like the facts, but if it has to happen, it, it, it works. It works. So, you know, the thing with the facts is, is that he can't read driver's licenses. And no. He can't see, you know. It's, the, it's almost better if you can drop, if you bring the papers here, drop it off, and we can scan it in. Right. Than using a fax. Right. Which isn't available to everybody. Let's say you live in Washington. Well, right. we're going to, we'll, we'll make do with the fax. I've driven to people's houses. So I'm like, if you want to meet somewhere, I'll come pick it up. If you're within, <laughs> within a range, I was like, right. you know what? You get it all together. I'll come pick it up. How about that? Right. right. You know, I've done yeah. that before. I think, you know, the main thing is, like you said, is when you, when you're telling them, uh, uh, you know, you're, 
instructing them or you're giving advice on how to fill it out and what to do. Um, I think that's the, the key to set them up, right? And, you know, ask them if they're tech savvy. You know, you don't have to be terribly tech savvy, but the number one thing that we see or I see is, you know, two borrowers on a on an application and then they use the same email address and then they go to log in the next time. Now they have issues with uh, the right. electronic consent and getting creating a new account mm-hmm. and then they did the wrong passwords. Remember your username and password. I literally tell them, I said, and, I, and I'll say it every time, I said, don't forget your username and password. I'm like, take a picture of it, write it down, take a picture of it again, put it in the <laughs> cupboard, take a picture of it in the cupboard. <laughs> and then they laugh at me, but then... One gal about three weeks after, yeah, Terry, I uh, forgot my username and password. And I'm right. like, so you didn't do this. I was like, right, right. So we laughed. Not, we laughed about it. Covered. <laughs> it's right. just, it's well, funny. You well, know? The, you know, they might get into it. And if they are savvy, so they do the application and they can go out and grab their documents. They upload everything and now they're done, right? They're done. Right. And now it takes them three weeks, three months to get under contract and now they have no idea how to even go back right. to it right so right take a picture of it put it in your cupboard <laughs> yes <laughs> right right um you know i think the some of the hardest things is just making sure that you know that they understand what documents and we, we they they get the list after they get the application they get here you know id last 30 days of pay stubs and so forth but i've had them where i've seen like 15 pay stubs you know, a whole right. year of, of, of bank statements and things of that nature. And so just making sure that we re- reiterate that, you know, these are the most current statements or, you know, some of the ones that come in are like, okay, I got a pay stub from February, you know, it's, ju- it's June, right? Right. So, right. That's, you yeah. know, it's just the most current. Well, I don't have current pay stubs, right? So then they, you're not buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> do you, have a, do you have a job if you don't have current pay stubs? <laughs> right. Um, and then there's that. So there, you know, is, you know, understanding, you know, part of our pre-qualifying and what we use, like our loan net right. pre-qualifying dynamic video chat system is to understand where they're at financially, right? Understand where they're at from them, their income and their employment, you know, because we're going through and asking them, like, um, so how long have you been with your employer? One month three years, you know, eight months, one week, right. <laughs> you know, uh, one week, right. Just started or you know, just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we know, you know, where we're at. And I, I, you know, I had one yesterday where they, they called me, um, wasn't able to do, uh, it was on the spot. The agent called me there in his office. He's a tax guy. So he's, you know, has them right there, you know, and he gives them the application and, you know, we do a quick, quick chat so I didn't get a chance to actually use the framework program like I normally do you know and we get the application in so now you know I was missing employment across the board I was missing you know all assets right nothing was in there so now we're going back and forth on email right so it's taking a lot of time out of their day and my day just to answer these basic questions right so you know that was part of my you know, thought process for this is to, you know, we want to get it out there, make sure that people that we're advising our clients how to do the application first and foremost, right? You know, right. usually when I, it, it's always like, hey, just make sure, you know, you can skip over some of the asset stuff and, and don't worry about being it right on an exact dollar amount because it's going to change right. as we get new statements. You know, what, what I want to see is complete two-year history of residence, complete two-year history of employment. 
that's the biggest ones. Obviously, you have your your declarations where you want those answered properly and, and so forth. But uh, making sure they get through that two-year employment history. That's uh, the key. Yeah. So you've seen some with five, six, seven jobs in two years, oh right? God. Yeah, I yeah. have. Those are always fun. It's, that's always fun. Right. But if you can get two years, right. if you can it get two matter. years, it doesn't matter. Right. As long as it's consistent, uh, you know, usable income. So let's talk about that. What is usable income? Let's say, let's say you got a um, one month on the job. Well, let's say two months on the job. So you got three paychecks. See salary. And the one paycheck has got sixty hours on it. One paycheck's got eighty, and another one's got eighty-two. You know, what, where are you at from an income standpoint? We're talking hourly rate. Okay. You know, it's a full-time position. Where are you at with that? But variable hours. I, would, I would just get a verification of employment yeah. immediately. <laughs> All right. Immediately, yeah. yeah. So there's ways that you can do that. It's not the end of the world. We can navigate through that. But As long two, as one year on the job, did you, did you say? No, we're saying two months. Two months. Say, but they have let's a two say they year have two-year history. history okay. Right? They have two years. Let's okay. say they are auto Same de- Same type of work. Auto detail, but now you know they were at one dealership. Um, and then they went to another dealership, gotcha. and now they're at a another detail manager for a just auto detail company, right? But you have variable hours. So how does that work? So <clears throat> you, you know, to be able to navigate it properly, it's new jobs. So you you can't just be like, oh, okay, well we got, you know, twenty two dollars an hour or forty hours a week, right? No. So, a why was that first first check only sixty hours? Maybe he started in the middle of the week, yeah. right? Um, you know, now the next two are 40 and 40, so we're good, Don't right? Get rid of the first But one. let's just say they have their first 90 days, they don't have PTO built up, and he was sick a couple of days, right? So now you can navigate it with like, okay, well, we do a verification of employment, and you go out to the employer, and the employer says they were off for these two days, and they can explain why. And now you can see he's got PTO is building up now. Now we know that it's not necessarily variable income. The biggest thing is is on income is making sure that that income is going to be stable, right, and steady moving forward. So there's ways, there's just different ways that we can navigate that. But part of that is that pre-qualifying process. And I know some loan officers, they just directly just want you to do the application and then yep. come back. Pull the- and they want they'll, they'll pull your credit immediately, and they go from there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I'm, that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I want to know where they're sitting. I don't. I don't want to have them have another hit on their credit right. when you don't need. Well, you, and, know. you know, and that's why we pre-qualify. Why we do right. a framework in the first place. And and not everybody does it that way. Some a lot of people will just simply sell themselves and the company they work for why it is why you should work with me in the first place. Me, I want to have an accurate application. Also, I want to know like you said, I want to know what they have right, right in the first place. I want to have an idea. Well, and you want to make sure it's even worth their time to fill out an application. Right. I mean, maybe it's not, you right. know. There's it's unfortunate, lot. but right, there's a lot of times where you know, where they only have six months on the job in, you know, in the that, past three, five, five years. Right. right. I mean, now can you, you know, I've had it before. So it's stay at home mom, you know, we're off for eight years. Sure. Right. But she's right. been back to work for a year now. So 
fortunately, she worked for a Fortune 500 company before Target. Mm -hmm. And we were able to go to Target and say, can you provide us an employment history previously? And they were able to go back to 2012 and, and show that she worked for them for two years in 2012. So we got our two-year history and able to use that. So, But without knowing that, you know, maybe some lenders just get it in and like, oh, well, they only got one year on the job, decline. Right, and so forth. move on. Right. And so, I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons why you want to work with different lenders and kind of where I was pointing us to that direction is that everybody's going to do things a little bit differently. 100%. But... I believe in that in is doing everything up front and, and providing all that information up front. And you know, from there that then you build It doesn't a take long either. It doesn't no, take it long. Doesn't. It doesn't take long to have that conversation and you know I'll brag about how good we are after that. You know. But <laughs> right. let, let, let's talk about it. But first. that but you don't even have you know, to because if right. you're doing your job right, right, now you're building that relationship and and you can throw that in as a caveat, but when you start to build that relationship and you're asking these questions now some some people get some people get i've had people get weird why do you need all this information and i then personally i, I personally red flag I was, right. i'm always like i personally don't want it <laughs> right. right i don't i don't need it right <laughs> but the guidelines they do and that's another thing too you know i i know a lot of a lot of folks like getting into the employment and then letters letters of explanation mm. i know is one that a lot of clients they're like do I really need to say, yes, I rented at this place for six months in 2000, yep. 2020, and it's like, yeah, you do. And it's not because we want to know about it. I don't make the rules. Nope, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I just follow them. And, I'm, yeah. we, and you know, the best thing is is advising them. is like, right. I, you know, because a lot of people want to just tell us that, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why we need it documented is because it's got to go up the chain, right? Right. So you got to go to the processor. It's got to go to the underwriter. It's got to go to the closing. You know, like the you know the uh, when it's audited, so that so everybody knows the history of what this. And in that particular case, why is that? Do we need that? Right. It's because it's, we got to verify that they don't own any other property, right? For sure. Because if they own another property, you have to count that into the liabilities. Right. Even if it's paid off, you right. still need to take a look at your taxes and insurance. Right. That right. still needs to be put had, into your debt-to-income ratio. I had a great client. Um, you know, we were at pushing a high ratio. Really, we couldn't use all of his commissions mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot, but his base income, we were using a high ratio. Well, here, Grandma and Grandpa had gifted him and his sister 20 years ago a cabin, a, oh, call, a small cabin, no running water, no nothing, but on a, on a lake in northern Minnesota. You know, it's real property. He owns it. Right. And the, the sister makes quite a bit of money, so she pays all the taxes, and, you, and literally there's no insurance on it because it's just a it's shack. It's sure. a shack, right? So... Uh, you know, but we have to document it. So we had to get the property tax and, and he, you know, wanted to argue with me. And I'm like, well, this is the reason why. So the, what I'm going at is just trying to explain to everyone that when we're asking for these things, it's because it's, there's little purpose behind it. We have to it's, know it's the It's not because Brandon just decided, you know what? I just want to go ahead and throw those taxes in on, uh, on your shack up north <laughs> right, right. into your, into your debt to income ratio. And still make it. So qualify. it turns out, except we're going to, I tell every client, I'm going to ask you for a million documents. And when it's only 15, 
you're going to be happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you for a lot of them. And it's just the process. Yeah. So right. it's, every, it's setting up expectations. Yeah. And every lender has to go through the same process. Right? Yeah. This is, I mean, a lot of this too, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, well, this lender doesn't require that or the, or, and well, yeah, they do. You just um, haven't got to underwriting. You just haven't yet. got to underwriting. <laughs> right. I had a client that was like, well, these other lenders aren't, uh, these other lenders don't, don't want my W-2 yet. And I was like, well, we, we want to collect it up front so that we know exactly where we're going. I said, they will request it from you once you get to underwriting. Let's yeah. just get it done now. Just get it done now. My get goal is to get as much Me done too. up front as possible to make their homework down the road much easier. Right? For sure. And the reason why in the market, lenders average, lenders average less than 17% retain their clients. That's pretty low. No, I feel like we do a better job retaining our clients. I, don't, I still don't know if we're over 50%, but I think we do a lot better job. And the reason being is that the harder you make it, you know, if every time you're in a loan, you're in purchasing a home, and also every other day we're asking for new documents because of this and that and the other, that's just going to set that expectation. You know, they're just not happy anymore, right? Right. Right. So doing it all up front and then just having minor stuff that come couple things in the end and they're right. like that's it and i'm like well, that's you, it because you did your homework <laughs> right. yep we did it up front you know, and that works on getting the certified pre-approval program done, oh which right? is huge right that's, which is huge because then then that's as good as going in with cash, cash. from a lending standpoint right? Hey, right they're underwritten they're all documentations done now we just need a fully executed purchase agreement acceptable appraisal and title work right and, and done ready and we can close super fast so going into now depends how long in between that is you might need an updated bank right, statement you might need well, updated right, right, i just right. happened to me right now this morning <laughs> oh sure i just got an email saying i need an updated bank statement yeah which you're which guess what that. one click yeah that's that that one was not click. too bad yeah right yeah um but going into that now like first time home buyer so what do we want to kind of discuss with a first time home buyer as far as like expectations having your ducks in a row yeah you know don't uh don't, don't go buy a new car no <laughs> don't no and and then understand you know to upfront you know i've heard you use this uh this explanation many times with first-time homebuyers this is this is not like buying a car or getting a cell phone there is a lot of stuff that goes into it so it all comes back to kind of what you just said terry get your ducks in a row and uh, when you're going to buy a house, if you don't feel like you're ready right now, but you think you will be in two or three months, that's the perfect time to give one of Let's get calls. set up. 100%. Let's get set you know, up. I've had some recently that's a year out. And you're not mad about it, are you? Not 100%. Because, if, because number one, for me, you're able to start and set the expectations and if you can get them to do an application now mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is the one case where I won't ask for documents right away up front because I more right. or less want to see what, where we're at credit-wise, right. right? And then see where they're at job-wise. And then I'll ask for the appropriate things because I've had it before where we're a year out because of we want to save up 20%. Do you need 20% down? You do not need 20% down. Right. You do not need 20% down. Our mom and dad said you did. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, back in the day, that's yeah. really what it was. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. you had to have 20% down. You know, so 
you know, it's like, well, guess what? How much do you have right now? Well, we have about this. I'm like, okay, well, what we have probably enough for 5% down. Maybe we need some closing costs. So A, this market doesn't conducive right now for a closing cost to be paid by a seller. Now that is potentially that is, changing. Yeah. But um, B, there may be programs out there to provide that down payment assistance, right? 100%. Where now you have your down payment, but now you have closing costs covered too. And now, instead of waiting, I think our last episode we talked about was uh, what happens if you wait, right? How much can you lose by waiting? A ton of money. Uh, rate going up, paying rent, you know, uh, the purchase prices going up, you know, you could lose so much money. So it's like, okay, well, if we could go now, you could save some money, right? Right. And I mean, if, if we wanted to put a time stamp on this, if you will, of being, you know, beginning of June... I've been seeing my clients going into situations where there's not necessarily as many other offers on the table, which means that if there's not as many offers on the table, you're not being as, you don't have to be as competitive. You're not going to have to bring that five, 10, 30, $40,000 over asking price. There's way more offers getting accepted at list price right now. I got than two there. last week. Yes. Right. So, That's awesome. But it shocked me. Right? <laughs> Probably well, more than the client. I think, it, I think it's shocking. <laughs> it, I think it's shocking everybody. I think it's shocking buyers agents. Cause I think buyers or agents are like, you know, well, what should we do? And then they're finding out, well, there isn't any other offers. If, if a listing agent is willing to say if there's other offers on the table or not, you know, mm-hmm. then they're, then they're, you know, well, we don't have to go over, you know, whatnot. Um, so I think that's changing quite a bit, but I mean, in reality is starting sooner than later, at least having that conversation. You know what? Setting up that old fashioned word we use, Brandon, it's called buying power. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. I talked to an agent this morning. He's like, I got a couple guys for you, Terry, but I think they're far out. I'm like, let's get the conversation going. Guess right. what? Because if we have to help them fix some things on their credit or get them, it's let's set you up for greatness. Because yeah. when that time comes, you win. Right. right. You, you win. $30,000 under the. You win every time. Under the yeah. mattress, right? Yeah. Oh, I, no. I got cash. <laughs> Where's that cash? What do you mean by that? Let's get it, let's get it in the bank and let's yeah. season it so we can actually you use it for your transaction. That's, yeah. that, that just automatically causes PTSD when, when, someone, says, when someone says, yeah, I got about $50,000 cash. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I need to know. Uh, and it, sometimes it's conversation is like, is it ca- so Cash? Hard is, money? It, is it like dollar <laughs> bills? bills that you have <laughs> up? Well, yeah. Like, oh, oh. Okay, okay, so we can't. We're we're supposed to close in six weeks. Well, we can't use that. Yeah, right. We we need uh, to have that in a bank right. account. That's for that. Two what's nice right. about that first conversation? All right. So again, that it it all circles back to having that first conversation. Um, you know, you can find a lot online, and this is where I believe that our industry is going, and what and. And there's been a, lots of money spent on automation, right? Digital, 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 right? Well, when you what happens when you do that? You lose the personal touch, right? It's like talking you, to a robot. Right, you lose the selling. So they might have great automation, artificial intelligence, but is it always giving that person the right options? Do they, do they know that they're getting the right options? 
I mean, as far as I know, AI has a hard time picking out each picture that has a crosswalk in it. (laughs) So I'm going to say no. Right, exactly. Because it's fantastic if it's an 800 credit score, salary income, all the cash is in their checking. Easiest loan in the world. Right, easy loan. That's that's so easy to navigate and anybody can do it. And uh, but I've I've seen where lenders missed closing dates even with that. But yeah, it, it is what it is. But the you know having the conversation with the lender where I think it's still going to be. And the reason why um, I think we've grown from over 400,000 licensed loan officers in the U S to over 600. I think the last I seen, it was like six Oh six, something like that, or even mid sixes. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's well North of 500,000 and um, it doesn't look like it's slowing down a lot. I think the next couple of years might, bring it back a little bit because it's going to be harder. I think some people might get out of it. Um, But as a whole, I mean, the lenders are still looking for loan officers. They're still looking for people that are good with their clients. And, And that's what it really comes down to being able to talk to your clients have these conversations from first-time home buyers, even second home buyers, but knowing where they're at, and then you know selling them on you and 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 why you do all this upfront, and to make that process nice and easy for them. Good stuff. Very yeah, good stuff. I, you know, I guess you know we could get into all kinds of things from assets, but I think that's the kind of the tip of the iceberg for now. It's a good start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. We'll always have more stuff. <laughs> well, we'll we always have it, more stuff for you. Right. We'll always well, have more stuff. And we can't put it all into one episode, right? <laughs> you're you're, 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 you're already going to start falling asleep. <laughs> new stuff coming out every single day. But uh, um, if you like, if you like us, like hearing what we have to say, you have any questions, please like and subscribe. Connect with us again. It's Brandon, Brett, Terry, uh, the BBT Mortgage Team, and this is the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. Signing off. Thank you very much. So long. Take care.